0: Hi, and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital, and what? Another- well, you're,
1: you're the owner of EWR Digital, and what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and is- this, guy, <laughs> this guy right next to me, at least in the video, uh, is?
1: My name is Matt Bertram. I'm also one of the other owners here at EWR Digital that's sponsoring the best SEO podcast or the Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing.
0: And we are doing a late night broadcast. It's about 9.50 where we're at in Houston, Texas. And uh, and uh, and I'm I'm heading out of town and we haven't done a podcast in a while. And we're like, hey, let's get these podcasts because we found this really amazing article that we need to talk about. Um, do know that Matt and I, we are broadcasting live from Houston, Texas. And Matt and I, we are the Results Rebels. Rebels. <laughs> Um I did. I want to jump in real quick. Uh, I got a review. Um, And I feel like I need to share this review really quick. This is from William Shepard. And it is, of course, five stars. I did a discovery call with Matt to discuss. Oh, this is from William Shepard. Positive, professionalism, quality. Uh, I did a discovery call with Matt to discuss how our firm can help me launch my new business. And I came away thoroughly impressed. Matt was incredibly knowledgeable and transparent about what he could do for my firm. It's not every day you meet an individual who is genuinely interested in ensuring you are successful in your endeavors. The brief chat I had with him left a lasting impression on me and I left the call with a feeling that his firm is one I want to build a lasting relationship with. In summary, I would highly recommend contacting EWR as a first choice in your marketing search, uh, firm search and your marketing firm search. So, uh, Tiff, to you, William, um, we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, apparently, Matt, you said some pretty smart stuff on that call.
1: Well, yeah, no, I was actually on vacation in Rio Janeiro
0: <laughs> when, uh, yeah.
1: when I took that call. It was a referral from uh, one of our clients. So I uh, felt, felt obligated to take it. And, um, you know, we talked for a while and, uh, you know, I think uh, put him in the right direction. And uh, we're, we're talking about working together. So,
0: yeah, it was good. Very cool. Very cool. I'm gonna talk. Let's see what else we. Hey, please remember. uh, We would really appreciate it if you were to shiko us.
1: Yes, shiko. Share, like, follow.
0: And and basically, you can do that on any of the platform platforms. We are live.
1: Give us give us a thumbs up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Give us the thumbs up. We are uh, live streaming on Facebook. We're live streaming uh, on uh, YouTube, you're Right? Yeah. both of those. So if you're on those, uh, make sure you share and smash. Like the kids these days are saying, smash the like button, smash the a little alarm bell so that you get notifications when we go live so that you don't miss a single episode. Cause you know, you don't, you don't want to miss an episode at all. Um, and then we've got a great article for you today. Uh, It's, it's from HubSpot. You know, they do such a great, uh, such a great job. Really. They kind of even invented the concept of, or or at least the phraseology. (laughs) Uh, Yes. The phraseology of M Brown, M Brown marketing. Um, And the article is how to create an SEO strategy for 2020.
1: So Chris, did you know that? Uh, And we're going to get
0: into that here. Um, Yes.
1: Oh, we got a little bit of lag here. So, um, you know, I'm a HubSpot. There we go. HubSpot, yeah, it looks right? like we're good. I, I think know, I had
0: a page opening. Yes. I'm HubSpot,
1: HubSpot, HubSpot certified. I'm HubSpot certified.
0: Can you hear me? HubSpot <laughs> certified. I feel like. Uh, can you hear me? I feel like there should be some sort of tone or music or way you sing HubSpot certified, um, but yeah. They, I did yes.
1: say it with a little Southern accent or something. I don't know, I don't know why <laughs> I did
0: that Certified. <laughs>
1: certified. <laughs> certified
0: <laughs> and maybe even countryfied. Um, all right, how to, inc- how to create an SEO strategy for 2020. There's some good stuff here. Uh, and so we're going to jump right in. It didn't have an author listed, so we'll just assume that it was, you know, some genius over at HubSpot who wrote this article. Um, what is SEO strategy? Was really the first thing. SEO strategy is the process. In, by the way, this is an SEO podcast, so it's always good to kind of roll back and say, okay, yeah, what is SEO again? Uh, SEO strategy is the process of organizing a website's content by topic, which helps search engines like Google understand a user's intent when searching. By optimizing a web page around topics, then keywords within the topic, you can increase your expertise in the eyes of a search engine and rank well for long tail keywords related to that topic. And and some people, so if if you don't know, long tail keywords are those keywords or those keyword phrases that are a lot longer, um, and they may get less traffic. But Matt, why would why would it be valuable to have like good placement for long tail keywords?
1: Well, I mean, it's a more targeted search. So they're, they're, they're more qualified potential customers. If the keyword makes sense, I can tell you too, uh, my definition of strategy, like really it's not just keywords, like SEO strategy involves like CRO, like conversion rate optimization. I can't talk user behavior. Uh, also like uh, how everything's structured there on the back end. Um there's there's really a lot that goes in uh to SEO strategy. Uh, I would say maybe like SEO on page strategy or overall kind of topic strategy or content marketing strategy. But but I honestly SEO strategy I felt like there's a, a lot broader definition. But to answer your question, I think you know long tail key phrases is how people are searching more using uh search engines better to try to get Narrowed down to that answer, they're looking for.
0: Yep, Um, and I I think the other thing to realize is that as you get longer and longer phrases, the intent to purchase probably increases, right? So, you know, if I'm looking for Nikes, hey, I'm just checking out Nikes. If I'm looking for like blue size eight Nikes near me, then I'm probably about ready to buy. So, those longer, longer tail phrases uh, tend to describe buyer intent, right? I like um, it. And then they break down the kind of three types of SEO. They talk about on-page SEO, which is really content, right? Off-page SEO, this is really about backlinks. And uh, it, it's it dependent on the number of backlinks and the quality of the people who are linking back to you. Uh, and then technical SEO, which interestingly, I believe technical SEO can kind of be on-page and off-page, right? Because could it, could, it can be related to schema uh, and what kind of markup do you have on your website? But it also can be related to the server you're on and how quick- Is that server uh, and where is it located? And are is it, you know, like if you're on a server somewhere and all the sites around you are nefarious sites that you probably shouldn't be associated with, that can have a negative impact on your SEO. Uh, So we're going to talk about uh, SEO content strategy. There are nine tips. We're going to go through half of those in this podcast, uh, and then we'll actually make a breakout and do another podcast. Uh, So let's jump into those. Number one, make a list of topics. To start, compile a list of about 10 short words and terms associated with your product or your service, so this is where you're getting that overriding. Hey, this is what I'm going to focus on. Uh, this is what I need out of. Uh, th- these are where I would really like to place. And they're making the point. These may not be your immediate targets, right? But these are the ultimate goals. And and the other reason to go after long tail phrases, right? There's less search volume. Uh these shorter phrases tend to have a lot more search volume uh, and also be a lot more competitive. So uh you compile that list first using search volume and competition uh as your measure, narrow down your list to about 10 to 15 uh short tail keywords. Each of these keywords is going to be called a pillar and it serves as the primary support for a larger cluster of long tail keywords, which is what brings us to step number two. Any comments on kind of identifying that It's really like keyword research and then narrowing it down to those, those first keywords?
1: Yeah, pillar or seed research is really important to define what those core topics are. I think one of the things that you can do that is really nice is Google likes to organize data. Its goal is actually to organize like all human knowledge or whatever. So uh, if you look at the sites that Google really likes, like Wikipedia, for example, uh, it's a really great way to go check out and see based on whatever you're talking about, how Wikipedia organizes its data, and then be looking at like how you could organize your content in that fashion. Cause sometimes uh, based on like, so SEM rush has like a great tool that'll actually break it apart for you in different buckets, even different topics, Um, there's a lot of different tools, uh, that do that. Ahrefs, you know, I use that more for backlink analysis and I don't use growth bar. Um, have you used growth bar
0: Chris? I've never used growth bar.
1: I, I actually have never checked it out. So, um, I don't know. I, I I would say keyword research, um, is really foundational. I think one example is, um, you know, we're not doing the in-person audits anymore, but we would do these two, three, four hour audits. It would just depend uh, with the client, like a workshop really. And um, really that process was identifying those commercial intent keywords that are really going to move the needle. And we're looking at a lot of different metrics uh, to figure out what that was. But, you know, it was interesting. I had uh, a client come in uh, actually for PPC. We started looking at PPC volume. I noticed that there were some, keywords that they wanted to bid on, uh, that had really, really low, like they were very expensive, but they had low keyword difficulty from an SEO standpoint. And so throughout the, 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 the workshop, I said, actually, here are probably the keywords from an SEO standpoint, we might want to go after in addition, uh, to, to these PPC keywords. And really uh, long story short, one of the keywords that we were going after is for a plumbing company. Um, put them in first position for for that keyword because really on on the page as you move up it's there's multiples of like traffic increases it was actually it became i think like 38 percent of the volume traffic to the website uh which um i don't know i didn't get the the full like what that produced and like revenue for the client but i know that they were so busy that they couldn't really talk to me anymore and they were hiring people and all that kind of stuff so I know it was, it was quite, quite useful. So keywords, um, if you do the research right, can really move the needle for your business. And it's really where you want to spend the majority of our time to make sure you're going after the right thing um, and, and then develop a strategy that's really going to get you there. I like to get real laser focused uh, when going after certain keywords because, um, you know, SEO, the, the multiple on return on investment is so high.
0: So. Yeah, and and it has staying power, right? Oh, like, yeah. So, yeah. so you may get a great uh, return on investment from a gr- great PPC campaign and with a great landing page. All the complications that can go into that, uh, but you turn it off, and you know, yeah, you're not spending any more money. You're also not getting any more traffic. So um, so SEO really has that kind of long term. It's an asset. It's more of an asset.
1: Well, I, you know, I remember that that big law firm out of Phoenix that I ranked? Um,
0: yeah, they, they basically blew up their phones,
1: Um, you know, they reached back out to us uh, not too long ago. And um, but they they we did a six month campaign for them. And for the whole next year, they were still in the top three positions for the kid. Like, I mean, like what kind of ROI is that? I mean, it's massive,
0: stupid, stupid ROI. I, I think that's the technical term. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So number two, uh, make a list of long tail keywords based on these topics. For each pillar you've identified, use your keyword tool to identify five to ten long tail keywords that dig deeper into the original topic. I mean, this this re- I mean, all of this really makes sense about how do you organize information? How do you layer information? Right? Um, create content on the topic. In their example, uses they create content uh, on the topic of SEO, but it's still very difficult to rank well on Google just for SEO. So SEO is that quintessential um, um, short tail phrase, right? It's just one three letters literally um so because of that challenge therefore they they like to create content um around conducting keyword research around optimizing images for search engines around creating an seo strategy like this article and around other subtopics uh, within seo so that's just an example you've got seo as that pillar content and then you've got these other longer tail phrases uh those are your cluster content um use sub sub topics to come up with blog post or web page ideas that explain a specific context, context, excuse me, concept within each larger topic you identify uh, from step one, right? So that's where you're breaking these down. Uh, together, these sub-top- subtopics create a cluster. And if you have 10 pillar topics, then you should each be preparing a, uh, to support a cluster with five or 10 topics. So this SEO model, they call it topic cluster. I actually hadn't really heard of topic cluster. I'm imagining that's like inbound marketing. And yeah, was created. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was, <laughs> was created. It's always nice. Like, uh, yeah, remember this is
1: It sounds super legit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I think I've heard of that before. Just the name (laughs) makes perfect sense after you describe it as a pillar and then cluster. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So let's see here the the more specific your content the more specific the needs of your audience we actually kind of touched on this i so just wanted to say that those topic clusters are going to have the longer tail phrases and they're really going to be the ones that um that have more of the buyer intent uh and you'll have a better idea what the searcher intent is i don't know if you had anything to ask uh, to add to the so-called topic cluster method methodology
1: you know um I don't know. My strategy was uh, like three pieces of content, so to support one pillar or kind of seed content. Um, okay. You know, more the better. So five to ten is is more the better. Um,
0: you know, and that can have to do with the, the how um, competitive the particular uh, yeah, and, content is, right?
1: You know, you can create custom post types on the back end to to really let Google know what these buckets are, so you can kind of organize the content a little bit better. Um, I mean, I think that again, like everything folds into um, the organization of content so that the search engine understands and trusts and you're adding value to the customer. So I think that, um, you know, you got to figure out what kind of content you want to add and what, what basically based on the buyer's journey, um, you know, what pieces of content they need to move them through your funnel to convert. So I think that, you know, understanding why you're searching for those pieces of content is critically important as well as how to search for it. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I just think that this is really an extension of what we were talking about in the last point.
0: So. Yep. <laughs> um, And I just kind of as I'm watching you talk, because we're, we're broadcasting live, I noticed that our background is this Internet marketing. It says SEO. I noticed your background, which I can actually kind of bring to the front here. Um, Look at that. It says, why local SEO is important. Um, The co-host of one of the most popular podcasts related to digital marketing. Hey, is that, is that, are you speaking? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we're starting a a local, uh, you know, speaker series. Um, I've been um, asked to do a lot of speaking talks. I'm actually going to be speaking at PodFest. Uh, The importance of SEO and uh link building related to podcasts so that's um you know podcast expo uh we're actually trying to break a uh, Guinness Book World Records that's on August 14th at 2:30 central time uh but yeah so we're going to start a local speaking series and networking um you know i think uh really uh people are are starving for connection <laughs> right yeah, now yeah
0: that, i um, think that's very and, true
1: and people are starving for knowledge and so you know, really I got it. I had a lot of people start messaging me on LinkedIn and Facebook and they were asking me a lot of like questions. And so I thought, you know, it might be good to do a talk, try to answer some of the bigger questions and then do a Q and A that like, you know, multiple people could, could chime in on or listen to. So, um, it was just kind of an idea that, that we came up with. And so it's something that we're rolling out.
0: Yeah. Cool. I don't know if you noticed, but your background says Matt Bertram is actually pointing right at Yes, Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> I was trying to like, trying
1: to like <laughs> it, you know, it's the reverse. So I, it's, it's, it's difficult. Which and then where is it, you know, behind, the behind me too, that, that's a picture of our uh, really lonely, um, you know, co-working. Spacious,
0: yeah, co-working space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we like, we, we chopped off cause we grew so much from the co-working space, but we still have access to it and it's, it's really quite a sad sight uh, because nobody's in there. Um, totally. No one's in, our, no one's in our office, but here, Chris, this is interesting. So people are starting to want to come back to work. Like I think they're just working from home was kind of novel. And now. Yeah. And you uh, didn't
0: have a choice at all. Yeah. Right. So I went
1: by the office cause I had meetings all the day. I went by the office to pick up something and there was like three people there and I was like, Hey, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> you know, it's so, a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we're slowly, people are slowly trickling back in. And I think, you know, people want to get back into a routine and, you know, um, we'll, we'll see what happens with COVID after November. Right.
0: <laughs> so. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So um, let's get on to part three, number three, how to create an SEO strategy in 2020. And number three is build pages for each topic. So we, we did the keyword research to find our pillar content right? And then we did, we kind of chose long tail phrases that support that pillar content to create our clusters, uh, our topic cluster. And then now it's going to talk about, let's build out individual pages for each topic. When it comes to websites and ranking in search engines, trying to get one page to rank for a handful of keywords can be next to impossible. Here's what to do next. Uh, take the 10 pillar topics you came up with and step one, And create a web page for each one that outlines the topic at a high level using the long tail keywords you came up with for each cluster in step two. So basically the outline is based on all of the cluster phrases that you came up with in step two, right? So you've got this nice outline. All right? Um, so for example, uh, SEO, again, using the good example, because they created this article about SEO, can describe SEO in brief sections that introduce keyword research, image optimization, SEO strategy, and other subtopics that are identified. Now, ultimately, the number of topics for which you have to create pillar pages should coincide with how many different products, offerings, and locations your business has. So those are what you want to place well, uh, you want to have that many pillar, uh, co- pages of pillar content, uh, and then create these cluster topics underneath.
1: So, so that was a mouthful. Um, uh, yes. I, I, I'm going to try to, um, summarize
0: it, uh, real turn, turn it into native tongue.
1: Yeah. Like I'm going to try to, yeah, for, for the lay person, um, and use maybe an analogy and, uh, maybe like it's, it's like a little buzzword or, or blurb or something. Um, this is what I would say Uh, when people are searching online, they're looking for a particular thing or a particular answer. Right? So when you go to a restaurant or if you used to go to restaurants and you don't go anymore and you would ask for a Coke or you would ask for a Sprite. Okay. If someone brought you a Coke Sprite, right? Like (laughs) It it wouldn't taste very good. Right? Like, you know, and, and really, that that's the same way when Google's serving content to, you know, if you're, if you're mixing multiple keywords or multiple topics, um, Google doesn't know how to weight it, right? And so if, if, if you really want a Coke, you really want um, it all to be about Coke has right? yeah. to be about Coke. And the more it is about Coke, uh, the more when people are searching for a particular phrase or long tail key phrase, you know, the, the, the better it's going to be. Right. And so you should think about that based on all your content. Um, you, you know, there's, there's a strategy, you got to be careful called doorway pages that that Google's dinging you on because people are taking this to an extreme. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, really, uh, like you want to think of like semantic, like words that are all like LSI, like how words are like related to each other and then group it into, different topics um, and then, uh, you know, describe things or talk about things about that topic that's relevant to what someone's searching for. So I'm really seeing, uh, you know, people that are just focused on a keyword. uh, Those, 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 again, the SEO strategy based on the search engines evolve as the Google algorithm updates evolve. And so, Uh, if you, if you really keep, like you say, you, you always say, keep the user in mind, keep the end user in mind. If that's what you're focused on, typically when these updates happen, um, you get nice bumps, but if you're doing, if you're doing stuff to manipulate the search engines, uh, you're going to get knocked on, on these updates and maybe, you know, this one doesn't get you, but the next one does like it. It's really interesting to, to watch, um, the Google dance or, or people's rankings, um, uh, jump, uh, in different, in different ways, uh, every update. And really now Google's starting to roll out updates a lot more frequently. So, um, you know, I just encourage everybody to, uh, really, really focus on a good user experience and not just going after a certain keyword per page or something like that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to listen to the panic and the forums, when there's yeah. an algorithm change, like my whole strategy, the strategy I had, which was very manipulative, got dinged. And so now all of the sites that I work on are gone, you know, have fallen off of the first page. That's a...
1: Well, when, like I can tell you the core update. So I, I, you know, I have like a private group of like some different SEOs that we talk a lot. And there was a core update, I think in August of last year or something. I don't quote me on that. But um, essentially, um, I thought it was related to like it talked about in some articles, it was related to like the the, Bit, the Bitcoin space or whatever, or the cryptocurrency space. Uh, but but one, one of my buddies that does lead gen um, through like GNBs, uh, he was like, oh my gosh, like all my GNBs got taken down, like blah, 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 and like he was freaking out. And like, I didn't even know, like none of our uh, clients got affected. Um, all the articles were talking about the cryptocurrency space. But but that update deemed him on GNBs and a bunch of his GNBs that I guess you know he, he set up multiple GNBs that um, weren't weren't really registered to a location you know and and they actually all got taken down and you know you wouldn't know that right so like you know so so that his whole kind of strategy um, you know was scrapped and he had to restart you know, and, and that definitely happens a lot in the affiliate space. And that's why Google does sandbox people. Um, I don't care what any articles say. I've seen it with the algorithm that if you come out of the gate strong, Google's not going to put you on the first page. Um, typically it's, it's going to be a 90 day window and it, and, and, and it wants you to prove to it that whatever you're doing's going to be, you know, your, your, your cadence is going to stay the same. And you're not just looking for like a flash in the pan, quick win. Um, and so, you know, like you, you just got to weigh everything, right? You got to weigh all the strategies. It's important to understand the algorithm, uh, but know what that kind of North Star that's guiding you is, because uh, you, you really never know what's going to happen in the future. It's, you know, SEO is a moving target. So, <laughs>
0: yep. yep. Do it above board or lose all of your boards. All right, number four uh, is set up a a blog. If your business does not already have a blog, please go set one up. Uh, This is where you'll elaborate on each subtopic and actually start showing up on Google. Uh, And so this is where you're getting into those topic clusters. And you should do three things. First, don't include your long tail keyword more than three or four times throughout the page. I like they're giving some pretty practical you know, stuff. Uh, then the first thing about the first stuff is don't do keyword stuffing. Um, number, the next one is second link out to the pillar page you created on this topic. Yep. You can do this in the form of tags, right? Depending on your content management system uh, certainly exists in WordPress. Uh, obviously he mentions it. So it uh, it exists in HubSpot or as a big, basic anchor text in the body of the article. And then finally, once you publish each blog, post link into it from the pillar page that supports that subtopic topic. So again, you got that pillar content, you're getting down to those clusters, make sure they that they cross link each other into the right spots um and by connecting both the pillar and cluster in this way, you're telling Google there's a relationship between the long tail keyword and the overarching uh topic that you're trying to rank well for.
1: So two two things that I thought of, one of the things that you brought up that I didn't really ever think about that we probably should share is a lot of people you know look at HubSpot as an email automation tool but mm-hmm. you can actually build full-on websites uh, yep. in HubSpot and so they they keep expanding um, their offering and you know you can you can track user behavior it, it's, it's quite cool what HubSpot can do um, if you fully utilize it, it is a little pricey uh, if you're kind of starting out but it's definitely something to go their CRMs free to get started like they have a lot of great great offerings um, the the other thing that I would say um, I can't really remember what I was talking about
0: Well, I, I can tell you we, we've even seen people just use pieces of HubSpot not on Hubpot HubSpot's website so just their forms and their email tools uh, to great advantage so yeah there are some really powerful tools uh, inside of HubSpot
1: yeah. No, there was there was something I was going to talk about. I'm, I sure, I'm
0: sure it was brilliant.
1: Like it, it you it, know, it, it it probably was. You know, t- t- uh, touching and,
0: touching on the sublime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this is this is number five. This will be the last one for this podcast. Again, this is how to create an SEO strategy for twenty twenty by a Hubspot blogger whose name is not anywhere to be found. And number five is blog every week to develop Page authority. By the way, I, I, I highlighted a lot of this, so, so bear with me here. Um, not every blog post or web page you write needs to belong to a topic cluster. There's also value in writing about, in, uh, writing about tangential topics your customers care about. Notice the focus on the customer. Um, and and right. your, that what that does is give you website authority in the eyes of Google. Um, like,
1: I, I gotta say something. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Okay. I remember. okay. I All right. Like ready.
0: For, ready. Our- here,
1: so I'm interrupting you. I apologize. All right. So you know interlinking on yeah like, on a website when uh, I was first starting out doing SEO. Okay. Um, because I I I didn't know how to do outreach and and you know uh, community management to develop like earned backlinks, right? Uh, so I, all the backlinks I could do were on the page, right? So I would start, you know, building blogs, building pages and building a bigger, bigger website. And, and, and I was in a non-competitive, uh, space, right? So, so that there's a caveat there, but, uh, I was able to rank for multiple keywords in first position without any off page. Uh, it was all on page. And it was really pushing the juice around uh, on page, right? So I think interlinking is super important. And so developing uh, like the clusters, I guess, uh, and then linking to the money pages um, is, is, is quite powerful because um, a, a link's a link. Now it's weighted a little bit differently, um, but it really tells Google uh, what you believe is important. On your website and what the user flow should look like. So,
0: I so thought that I, would work. Yeah. are we officially changing it from topic cluster uh, technique to the money page technique? Is that?
1: Uh, um, no, let's okay. go back to the cluster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to come up with something. It's got to be our own. So we'll, we'll we'll come up with something at some point. Um, all right. With that in mind, you make those points. Keep in mind that each topic won't be equal importance, right? Create a list of all the different web pages you would like to create and rank them, uh, and rank them in like which order you want, and then develop your content strategy or uh, how you're building your content so that it supports those keywords that you'd like to rank first. Um, and that's really like have that blog and make sure that you've got an ongoing strategy. What did you I,
1: highlight? What did you highlight? I don't feel like there's anything that was said that was that. Like, yeah. What did you highlight? I highlighted like the whole section. Like it was- <laughs> I don't feel like any of that was valuable at all. <laughs> but I mean, or or it was like it was like I don't know. Maybe read it again. But I I like literally felt like that was all stuff that you should already know well like, I, I,
0: yeah. so so yes absolutely <laughs> like even so here's one of the things that that i had never thought of consciously okay we post consistently gives an impression to google so therefore you yeah. should post consistently we just we post consistently as part of our strategy like we got to have a calendar and and i never really thought of it as like cuz we've got to have deliverables for customers and we got to do deliver that value because we have the schedule i never thought of like well if we just posted like 5 articles on monday on the first day of the month instead of one per week that's a difference it you know it, it it's born out of a different reason but it satisfies the same itch which is google likes to see you posting time and time again if some people will say hey i don't want to launch my website all of my pages aren't done yet well that's probably a good thing. Launch that website and then release pages on a regular basis after that page launches. And that actually may get you out of the sandbox faster.
1: Yeah, um, I think, yeah, velocity is important. That cadence is important. Um, uh, Like really when COVID hit, that was one of the things that uh, I had the account managers communicate to our clients is that if we're producing one piece of content a week and we go to zero, like Google's gonna, Google's gonna say, Hey, what's going on? Cause I don't know, maybe Google, I really haven't done enough reading on it, but I don't know if Google changed their algorithm. They did change. Actually, they did change their GNB. Um, yep. uh, you know, they changed that, but I don't know if they changed anything to the core algorithm when COVID hit, you know, and here's the thing. They probably will. If, uh, because I've seen like the search volume change and even like YouTube's like way up. Um, but if this is prolonged, maybe they will change their algorithm. But bottom line is like, I don't think that they're taking into consideration, oh, hey, you know, if there's a small business owner, even a big company that stops producing content, um, it, it's not going to affect how Google's viewing them because you're you're providing thought leadership and and now you're not, right? And so, or you're providing a little bit, And then you start providing more. So, you know, I think, I think it's taken into consideration that velocity, Um, you know, now what I have seen is the algorithm is not that sensitive. Um, Like if you were like, because like in the past, instead of like releasing one a week, which you can schedule it. Right. So it's easy. Um, But I have released like four pieces of content for that month at one time. And, you know, I, I, I've watched it and I, I can't say it's made that huge difference, but I didn't have a big enough like data set. And, and also I, I only did it a few times. So, 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 so I, I, it wasn't like a real study or anything, but um, I, 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 I I, didn't see the algorithm as that sensitive, but over a longer period of time, absolutely. So,
0: well, yeah. And I, and you're, you're asking or kind of thinking about, are they, um, affecting people based on velocity of uh, content that's coming out there. And I would say that uh, you know, the reduction in content um, happened across the board, right? So for most. And so it's probably the case that it's bringing up content. You know, if you continue to post, just like which would be normal, the person that continues to post tends to at least get those pops. And you've talked about the Google dance where Google will pop you up there because you've got new content or it sees that velocity and likes what you are doing. But remember that content only stays up there uh, as long as the user engages with that content, if you get it to pop up there because uh because it's new and because it meets some keyword criteria and 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 kind of intent relevance uh but the it's a it's a poor experience for the user. it's just not gonna stay up there very long so I well, think all of that still is that that's the same algorithm
1: i and I would also include in this I don't think that they're talking about it, but like um, you know, there is a like a little bit of an audition period, right? When you post new stuff on uh, Google's trying to figure out like how it ranks. And, um, you know, if, if you have content that's not ranking, uh, you can look at ways of like repurposing it. I mean, really, that's where the skyscraping method came from. It was like, here's a bunch of content that's not really ranking. Let me put it together in this massive article and then like, let me repost it. You know and let, let let's improve it in in some regards so you know i i really am a big fan of like um repurposing content or even um republishing content like you know uh unlisting it and relisting it so um that's a little pro tip i think so <laughs>
0: Well, that is uh, point number five. That's going to end this podcast. This is actually podcast number 488. Uh, Matt and I will ask you one simple thing. If you like this podcast, we'd ask you to share it or shiko it. Yes, shiko it. (laughs) <laughs> share like and follow <laughs> like professionals <laughs> share like and follow that podcast share it with at least three pe- people uh we are broadcasting live on facebook broadcasting live on youtube uh go ahead and press the like button make sure you're following us make sure uh you press the little the the little notification bar in or, or icon in youtube so that you get notified when we go live and even when we post a video um uh, if you are looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet,
1: the internet.
0: call EWR digital for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. If you have a well, referral for us, we're not getting into gory details. Chris. So yes.
1: calling us, we have it forwarded to some apps on some of our team members' phones. Yes. Um, Submit a form <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. and
1: like, like, like it, it's, you know, we'll get, we'll get that as well. Um, yeah. And so, so right now we don't have someone like actively in the office answering the phone. It, It, it is, you know, like, isn't it like VoIP or something like that, whatever it's called, it's where basically server. it's oh, internet yeah. phone.
0: Yep. And then we like
1: have it on an app on our phone. So,
0: um, you know, it can be like spotty you sometimes.
1: but also you can email us or uh, submit a form
0: very cool and then if you have a referral well i'm not going to get into the details just um submit a form and we'll kind of follow up with you and get that taken care of uh and we'll come to some arrangement that makes everybody happy uh we were filmed live in houston texas and if you want transcript video or audio of this podcast uh, you can probably ask for it at bestseascopodcast.com uh and and we're getting
1: caught up i i i i had to we rebuilt the uh website uh, in a, in a new, um, I'm trying to create some continuity, uh, through COVID. Uh, we had a little bit of dip in, um, you know, like activity. And so, uh, I took that as an opportunity to, to launch our rebrand and, and what I wanted to do is get some consistency across platforms. So, um, rebuilt best SEO Podcast uh, as well. So, uh, we are a little bit behind on some of the transcripts, but we will get caught up. (laughs)
0: absolutely uh all right well until the next podcast you guys have made us the most popular seo podcast one of the most popular internet marketing podcasts on itunes uh, or is it apple Podcasts now whatever it's called um until the next podcast my name is chris burris
1: my name is matt bertram
0: bye bye for now